WRW is Port Huron Northern's Top 40 Stakes here with the Felix and Tim Sports Show. What's hey. up, guys? Hey, everybody. We're back. I think I still have to talk kind of loud. I No, I think you're, I think you're fine, honestly. I it sounds fine in my quiet. When we get a new mix, everything will be better. <laughs> well, don't even introduce me to your show, Felix. Okay, that's <laughs> Andrew behind the scenes. And he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off for like the yeah. past like seven minutes, but we figured yeah. it out, and so, everything's better now. So your recorded podcast online should no longer have that annoying buzzing sound. Speaking of which, if you listen to episode one, which you can actually go on our podcast now, we uploaded episode one today. iTunes We're, and Google Play. Yeah, Same. iTunes and Google Play. No search, search just Felix and Tim Sports Show, and it should come up. That's the name of our podcast. And yeah, I don't know how many other sports shows have the name Felix and Tim in it, so <laughs> it should it should be pretty show. easy. Which one? And it even says it's, it's by 91.9 if that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. so search. So if you can't find it. I guess be really specific. <laughs> is that what it's at right now? Hang on, one last technical question before we start. So if we turn this all the way up to 10, is that what they're hearing? No, that is all That's the just the headphones, volume. yeah. Yeah, but they're hearing 10 here with the monitor mix. This is what they're hearing. So that's what. Yes. So if we turn up to ten, this yeah. Is so this is what we're, we're going to yes, hear ourselves through this. The, if that goes into the transmitter first, and the transmitter brings it back down. No, no. Well, that's at ten. So if we turn this up to ten, that's what they would hear in their like cars. Yes. If okay, if, so why don't we just keep it at ten? So if I'm being too loud. Well, no, no, no. Because then they have the car volume, and it's going to the FM transmitter, which brings it down to about three. Oh. Okay. So. Yeah. That makes more sense. So this is kind of this is kind of around what they're hearing. Yes. Okay, that's fine. I get it. Just keep it at this. It's like normalizing. Well, I'll let you guys get your talk show. Enjoy. We're good. Yeah, thank you for doing all this. Good job, Andrew. You're welcome. High five for everyone. I think. I think killed it. Good job. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, he touched that. <laughs> that was him. Anyway, we start things off. Um, We're gonna kick it off with the World Series. And obviously, you guys know that Game 7 was last night, and it was a big one. It was a crazy series all the way around with, you know, back-and-forth games, each team winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one, you know, back-and-forth, back-and-forth, back-and-forth. But it was obviously, it was one of the, it was definitely, it was a highlight to the season. Definitely a great ending, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it was a great ending to, you know, kind of a prolonged MLB season like every year is, and... You know, MLB is kind of a sport that lacks action, and being like the series it had now, you know, it got baseball fans excited. It got a lot of people excited. And, I mean, like a lot of people, like, you know, you don't watch normal sports, but, like, you watch the playoffs, and then you watch, you know, the World Series or the NHL, the Cup Finals, or you watch the Super Bowl. Like, everyone watches the Super Bowl, even – non-football fans that don't even know what the first team is everyone watches the super bowl and it's just kind of like it's good for the sport that they like you know they had a good series every game was close it kind of went a little late because the western coast so like the dodgers played game one and game two in la and then game six and seven in la and i mean like me and my dad were working on my car and we checked it at like 9 30 and it was in the third inning and we were like wow who's like, who's going to be up in the Eastern? But, I mean, it's just the way it works out. West Coast teams kind of suck to watch here. Any West Coast game. Because it's like... 
Well, it's uh, it's late at night, but you know that just it gives a lot of kids like you know the the younger kids it gives them an excuse to stay up on school nights. That's why I always liked it because like hey like I want to watch the Pistons game, but the, you know they're playing the Lakers, so the game starts at like ten thirty. You know that's yeah, just and then you just stay up till like midnight. That's just watching the game. That's just dedication. That's just how sports are. I remember I was watching a. It was super late at night, and there was, like, a program, like, you know how your parents can block the TV? It was, like, rated R, so it was, like, blocked. Oh. And then yeah, no, it yeah. ran over. The movie ran. And it just cut it off. Yeah, that's it happened was, to me so many like, times. Uh, I actually... And I was like, I don't even want to wake up my parents. I'm just going to go to bed. I actually ended up figuring out my parents' parental code, so I would always fix it on that. <laughs> I never did end up figuring out, but... I, Anyway, um, the games actually, you know, were pretty good. Um, there were some. They're really facts. good. <laughs> yeah, they were really good, honestly. And there were some interesting facts. So, even in game one, it might not seem like a huge stat to everyone, but it was the fastest, one of the fastest games played, I think, since the '90s. And what baseball has been trying to do in the past few years, the commissioner has been trying to speed up the game. And there's like. I forgot what all he did. I mean, they added the coach's challenge, which adds to the game so much. And, I mean, when you challenge, they take like 10 minutes reviewing it. And I kind of think that took away the originality of baseball. Like, it's just the ums call. That's how it is. Yeah. How it's been forever. But, I mean, it's finally finally starting to pick up, and we can finally start seeing that, you know, that baseball's not some tiring six-hour game every single game. It's – starting to pick up it's starting to be about three hours just kind of like your normal football game something like that and so they're trying to kind of bring that and i think it's kind of like with studies going along with kids like this might sound kind of irrelevant but kids growing up now with like technology and stuff with the phones have are tending to have a shorter attention span so no one's going to want to like if that's true and all these studies are true, then no one's going to want to watch baseball. That's taking literally forever with possibly a one-hit game. Yeah. With the speed of the game increasing, it the attention span is lost. So well, it like, kind of boosts it up, you know, hey, yeah. let's get going so we can get more action. And, I mean, diehard baseball fans are always going to love baseball, but well, kind yeah. of the people that are on the edge. But that's the thing, though. It's like the diehard baseball fans, are. it's decreasing because with age – of the population, you know, the baseball watching population is a lot older than like the NBA or the NHL. It's like, it's mostly like those diehard fans that have been watching it for 30 plus years. Yeah. And then, so they're, you know, they are the baseball viewers. Like, you know, it's the kids are like watching it less and less and less because of how slow the pace game is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good that they're picking it up. And so game one kind of proved that, Hey, they're doing something in the right direction here. In game two, went right kind of the other way. They hit a lot of home runs, which, I mean, that's still a fast-paced game because they're not just hitting knocking people in with RBIs. I mean, they hit eight home runs, which breaks the world record or the record of baseball with the most home runs in a World Series game. And that game was crazy because it was just home runs from each side, home runs and extra, extra innings. I think it went to 11 innings in game two. Ended up coming out seven to six Astros, um, but just like home run after home run, literally everyone hit home runs that like, game. It wasn't just one at, big dude. As a kid, that's like 
that's like the dream game to go to. Just home run after home run after home run. You just see them all over the place. Yeah. That is that'd be a fun game to go to. And then game three, uh, five to three Astros, another close game. Um, the pitching for the Dodgers wasn't as good that game, and that's kind of why they fell to the Astros. And that one, game four was six to two Dodgers. Uh, they bounced right back. You know, neither team, neither team into the series had lost a home game, and LA lost their home game, game two, and now Houston lost their first home game in their second game, second home game of the series. So that kind of showed that they're both really good team, and no matter where they play, they're going to be competitive. And you kind of think the Dodgers would have an edge at Minute Maid Park because Minute Maid Park has, has some very short field to it at, yeah. out in left field. Yep. So the Dodgers are kind of a power-hitting team. And so, you know, those home runs that wouldn't go out at Dodger Stadium were going out at Minute Maid Park. For and sure. And so, yeah. I mean, it was very, very evident in the last game that would be played in Houston of the series, Game 5, Houston would end up winning 13-12 to 12 in extra innings. And that's just kind of insane because, like, you know, there's games that go, like, say, 7-6, to six, you know. I think they went to extras, and it was only 4-4, four to 5-5. Four, five to five. No, this was one of the craziest games I had seen in a while. Like, honestly, I, I'm not that big of a baseball fan, but watching this game, it was back and forth, back and forth. Each team was making a comeback at each other. It was crazy. I don't know. That was, like, one of the coolest games I'd ever seen. Well, because it, it's just, like, they'd score so many runs and extras like have a two-run extra inning and you think oh the game's probably over now and then they just score two right back and then it just kept going oh they it was back and forth like every single inning. it was beautiful it was so fun to watch yeah. i it was crazy i loved it game six we had our hometown hero verlander go out to pitch <laughs> but he ended up coming short and really not by much it was only three to one dodgers not much he can really do you know he only gives up three runs he gave up two in the sixth there's not much else he can really do. I mean, his team only scores one run. It's kind of hard to win one to nothing, especially against both these teams. You know, no, like the highest winning game was three to one, or like the lowest scoring win was three runs. Yeah. And both those games were three to one. The Astros kind of stalled out there. And then game seven came down last night, five to one Astros. Uh, when I checked the score at 930, it was five to nothing in the bottom of the third and it didn't change very much i guess i didn't get a chance to catch the game i was pretty busy last night but they scored uh, three in the second and two more in the third and that would push them through the rest of the game and they'd end up winning it you know five to one the final score there i actually have a pretty crazy fact here i don't know if you've heard about this yet but um three years ago sports illustrated put a they did a uh title their magazine it was um 2017 World Series champs, and this was just like they were talking about the Houston Astros um, minor league team and how they had like great minor league prospects. And on the cover of the magazine, it says your 2017 World Series champs, the Houston Astros or Houston Astros. Jeez. So three years later, they got it right on the money. Oh my gosh! It's crazy. Like I I was listening to K1063 this morning. I was just I was listening to their like weekly sports reporter whatever really you know i just like them they're they're cool but i just hear this one story i was like 
I was honestly shocked. I was like, they literally predicted it three years yeah. before. Usually, like sports predictors too, they can get on the money because I mean they live and breathe the. Sport. Oh yeah, because they're they're reading like analytics three all over the years place. Before a whole team can Comple- change in three years, completely random. That's exactly what they meant. It was like it was obviously Houston it was, was a, like the worst team three obviously years ago. Yeah, but that's the thing. They stacked their minor league team up, and they were working around prospects in the minor leagues, and then all of a sudden. They were like, you know, in three years, those minors are going to be. Well, you started to see players like uh, Springer. He came up one year, and, like, you, you watch him, and you're like, oh, he's all right. And then he played, like, really well throughout this whole season. Exactly. And, like, I think Carrera's pretty young, and he played well. They got another young guy. I know he doesn't play well uh, a lot, but Mabin, uh, he came from Detroit, too. He's kind of a, he's kind of a like, intense guy, and he's really, you know, He's a really fast guy. He's a really good defensive player, and he steals a lot of bases. He stole us a base and uh, stole Houston a base in game two and got us all free taco from Taco Bell every time. I think the stuff that they did was kind of fun. Like, they did all those giveaways. If someone stole a base in the World Series, everyone in the world got a free taco. That's pretty cool. I didn't even hear about that. I yeah. wish I would have known. Could have got some free tacos. And so Maven got like the first free taco and like the extra inning in game two when he stole a base, which he ended up not even needing to because I think two pitches later they hit a home run and drove him home. But um, like I said, uh, the 13 to 12 game, game five was a fun one to watch. And it seemed like this whole World Series when one team did well pitching, so did the other. And then it was the other way around on the other team, like the 13 to 12 game. When the other team scored 13 runs, the other one contested them with 12 runs. It was just great. It was a great series. Like, both teams were going at at each other the whole game, every game, honestly. And you got it. You got good pitching. Say you like defense more. You got good pitching one game. And then you got the people who love offense, love seeing home runs. Then you got eight home runs the next game. And then you got... Like, you know, you got some of the balance games, 6-2, 5-3, you know. Extra innings, games. everything. Yeah, you, you have... got a lot. So the Astros win a close one, and they were the top two teams in the MLB this year. And the Astros, after being swept by the White Sox in 2005, they got their first World Series win in game two. So not at Astros Stadium, but I'm sure the fans were going crazy at their own houses. Another fact, actually, um, the Dodgers, this is their – they are 0-3 and World Series Game 7's at home. That's terrible. Yeah, so this is their third loss at home. They had not been World in the Series World Series Game 7. in a while, though. Yeah, but, and, But you know. they've always been a top team, so it's kind of it's good for them to get into the World Series. And, hey, you know, you can't be mad if you're a Dodgers fan. You played a really great team in Houston, and, I mean, they just – you can't even say you got blatantly outplayed because, no, you really didn't. No, honestly. Three games. No, seriously. They were both two great teams. They were going at it head-to-head, whole series. It was – it was fun to watch. They're both, honestly, then they'll both be was, good teams next year. Yeah, exactly. They're great. They're great teams. It was a great series. This it was like, kind of. It was kind of the old. You know, the Dodgers kind of had a young core, kind of growing up. But it was you know Kershaw, the big, you know the big time players. You had rookie and Cody Bellinger. He was like a big star. And then you just got Houston, who, like, it's not even just a big player. It's just a team, and. I think that that's kind of my question leading up to. So we got like B strong with the Red Sox. They won that year. Yeah. Then we have like Houston coming from Hurricane Harvey. They win. <sighs> so it seems like every single team that has this extra motivation boost always seems to win. 
And that, like, I don't know what it is. Vegas. I think they do. Vegas and hockey. They've started off to an insane start. They definitely after kind of having, you know, yeah. a lot set back being an expansion team. What happened in Vegas? The tragedy there. You know, they've had a lot. And I mean, they've pushed through all there so far. I got to say, they definitely do it for the fans. Like, you got to give them back something. Like, the Astros, when they had the huge hurricane and the storms everywhere and the rainstorms everywhere, they just had to give it back to them. Like, like you guys have been through so much, you'd at least deserve us to, you know, yeah. give you a World Series. And they did it. So, but anyway, quick 10 seconds here. Congratulations <laughs> on Justin Verlander for winning. We're all happy for you here in Detroit. And Detroit tweeted, and they said, congrats. We still love you. So, yeah, we miss you here. So next up is the Red Wings and the Pistons update. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. This is the Blue Water Area's Top 40 Station. This is 91.9 FM, The Wave. Michael's Car Center, your dealer for the People's Sales Service, Body Shop, and Daily Auto Rentals, is located at 4371 24th Avenue in Fort Gratiot and at 365 North Range Road in Marysville. You can call today at 810-385-2909. If you or your business would like to underwrite our program, Call us at 984-2671, extension 1836. Once again, that's 984-2671, extension 1836. That was kind of weird ending. Yeah, I, it probably should have did a little bit of a, a fade out on that one. I don't think we've All heard right. that. Yeah, I... I think they just need to cut it off. Yeah, whatever. Oh. Jingly music. I thought it was going to be our background for the whole thing. Yeah, whatever. We're bringing it back. We're we're talking NHL, Red Wings hockey. And you said it. It's quite quite an interesting season so far. They're overall we're 6-6 six, six and 1. So not, in the Atlantic we're in the 4th. Not surprising Detroit's a par team, I guess you could say. I mean, they're nothing great. On paper, they're. I wouldn't like reading the paper. I wouldn't be surprised that they're six, six, and one. See, like they won their first five or their first four game. For, out of the first five games, they won four. So, like you know, obviously you're like, oh hey, we're gonna do pretty good. And then right after that, we lost our next six. So, you know, the losses have been close. They're not like big losses. Like we're not getting smoked. Like the most I saw was like we'd lose by like three. And then the rest of them were at least, like, around one ranges and, like, OT losses. And that's off days for goalies. Yeah. You know, obviously we got Jimmy Howard. off days for goalies. There's off days for offense. There's off days for everything. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows what happened? But as long as, you know, you just keep winning, you persevere after that game, you know, losing six in a row kind of shows, like, hey, this might be a problem. Because going on a big skid like that shows that, Maybe your locker room isn't doing too well. Yeah, there's got to be a hole somewhere in the system. There's got to be someone that says, hey, guys, I know we just lost, but we got to turn around sometime soon. Because if you drop six anywhere in the season, I mean, it's early. It didn't really well, matter. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's like, still if you 500. Drop, if you drop six right after the All-Star break, 
that's pretty huge. Yeah, because that's you're making your playoff push. Like obviously, as Detroit fans, we want us to get back in the playoffs after so many great years, followed up by the two seasons where we don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, obviously, we're looking to get back in, and so you know, at that point of the season, if we were to lose six, yes, it would be huge. It would be very bad. But, but yeah, right I don't now, think it's that much. no, right now, yeah, obviously, we're on an upswing again. We lost or we won our last two against uh, Florida and Arizona. I mean, I, Obviously, you want the Red Wings to go, you know, 82-0. and 0, but, Of course. I mean, that's not going to happen. You know, you're going to lose two here and there. You're going to lose um, a few. You know, you're going to go back and forth, go 500 for a month or something like that. But, you know, you can't – you definitely don't want to go on a big losing streak because that just ruins your morale in the locker room. That ruins a lot of things. You know, guys are – even if you can sneak a win into there, that can change a lot of things. If they can just cut that – losing streak in half you know they'd probably be like eight and four yeah like just remember the 76ers however many seasons ago when they lost 26 games in a row obviously that care that everyone on that team they gave up is nowhere like they all lost it that was about 15 games of just losing that's when you're just like well this season isn't gonna go well like that's when you just it's just a killer because you're just like you're not even competing like right now say that the red wings were at the bottom we'd still be like okay we can still turn things around we can figure it out yeah but like after you lose say you lose 26 in the first 26 of the nhl then you're just kind of like okay well this season's gone well just imagine what that does to morale like do you even remember michael carter williams he was that six seven point guard the guy that could have been like you know the next magic johnson without the scoring he was he was lengthy he knew how to dribble he was he was just overall great distributor, but playing for a team just like that literally just killed his morale. He's nowhere now. Yeah, I think he plays for the Bucks or something. But exactly, all it matters is you just got to get. You can't lose you that many games. You, you have to break, break the streaks, and like even if you do lose like five in a row, and then you win one or two, and then you lose five in a row again, that's way better than losing you know twelve 11. in a row and then winning you know one. Yeah, it's because. Just any win that you can get, it just to it. end that, is just like, I mean, it, it, it adds up to who's the leader in the locker room, and I think they have a good one in Zetterberg. You know, I really don't know. Zetterberg, I Dylan Larkin's it, up and coming. But, yeah, Zetterberg's that old veteran player that says, all right, guys, let's get back on track. You know, we want to start winning games as soon as possible. But, I mean, I don't know if it was something in the locker room. You can't tell when it's really this early. It might just have been, you know, inconsistent goaltending like the Red Wings have had trouble with. Yeah. And, you know, who knows what it is. It could be, you know, our defense wasn't communicating well enough. It could be the whole team wasn't communicating. It could be our lack of, you know, being able to finish or closing out games like that. And, it, and it's the start of the season. So you, you, got, a, you got a little bit of a new team. You yeah. Got some new players you that got in here new young guys. We're, you know, adding up our our base. We, we you know, we're – I don't know what the word is, but you're just getting them younger. We're drafting more players, keeping the young guys rather than trading them away like we did two or three seasons ago. And, you know, we're we're kind of rebuilding. Like, you got Dylan Larkin. Uh, obviously, Zetterberg's old, but, you know, we have, like, Andreas Antonisiao or something, whatever his name is. You got young guys like him, Merzak and Nanette. You know, obviously, he's not doing so hot this season. He's, like, one and two, and he's, like, allowing like three goals a game which is not obviously not good but like jimmy howard's not much better he's only like five and five or something like that 
But, yeah. like, you know, obviously it just he's just got to get back into the swing of it. I'm pretty sure Howard was injured at the end of the season last year. So he hasn't seen a lot of ice time lately. Yeah, and it's hard. You know, you definitely have to know what your goalie can do. So some goalies aren't good at bouncing in and and out some games and not games. And then other goalies are really good at doing that. And they, you know, they like having the rest and all that stuff. Yeah. uh, All depends on the guy. I think Detroit's kind of inconsistent. I think they'll probably stay at about 500 if they can. Honestly, yeah. If they make it in the playoffs, it'd be a low. I think they'll they'll go 500 against, you know, the good teams. And they should go a little over 500 over the bad teams. But, you know. There's there's going to be some rough patches I think and there's going to be some good patches but if they're going to lose you know six they're, if they're going to go on skids you got to follow that up sometime in the season with a win streak yeah. so hopefully you know if they're going to be inconsistent at least you know turn it on really at one point and feed off you know that energy and what you're getting and maybe you crash and burn but you know you got to take the momentum where you can get it. See, what's going to be important for them is obviously scoring fast, and they did that against Arizona on Halloween night, I'm pretty sure. They scored twice in the first four minutes. It was less than the first four minutes. It was, like, it was really fast. Like, they scored right off the bat. And they ended up winning the game 5-3. to I mean, last week, uh, from last Thursday... Uh, they played Tampa Bay at Tampa. They lost 3-2, to two, which Tampa That's Bay is fair. a hot team. They are a hot team. Valeski killing the game. He's got 10 wins as a goalie. Stamkos has about 23 he's, points. He's, in the lead, he's leading the league in points. Their goalie's number one in wins. Uh, he, they're just they're a hot team. Yeah. You can't blame them for that. Uh, we won at Florida 3-2 in a shootout, which is good because Detroit has trouble in the 3-on-3 three three and the shootout. That puts so, us 1-1 one one outside of regulation, so that's good. And then we beat Arizona 5-3. to three. Well, I mean, yeah. not a huge thing. We should have. But the upcoming week, we are at we don't have a home game. We're at Ottawa, at Van, at Edmonton, and at Vancouver. And I say this little away stretch, I think we are going to go, I'll say 1-0-2. I think we get an overtime loss to Ottawa, overtime loss to Vancouver, and I say we beat Edmonton, who's been struggling this year. Uh, I'm going to have to go 2-1, two, two and one. I th- or just 2-1, because I think, I think they can beat Ottawa. They obviously have some weak points in there in their system they do have really strong players and you know eric carlson mark stone Derek brizard but i feel like they they should be able to do this considering that they have lost five games in overtime i just think yeah i i think that ottawa and vancouver both have kind of the goalie edge there yeah and vancouver's putting together you know a nice season they're six four and two at the moment and so i think they can you know, get the win. I think Ottawa can actually piece it together in overtime and get a win out of their six games in overtime. They've only won once. And then Edmonton's just a struggling team. They don't have a solid backbone. And their young players are playing well, but I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough, you know, the second, third liners. Yeah, they need they need more. They need, like you said, more of a backbone. Obviously, that could have been like a Taylor Hall kind of player. Imagine him going up with Connor McDavid. Yeah. That would have been a scary line. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to switch up here to the Pistons. Um, that was the upcoming schedule for the Red Wings and kind of their last week. And we'll go right into it with the Pistons. So last week they were at the Clippers. They ended up getting the win 95-87, to 87, which the Clippers are top of the West right now, so that's a good win. 
Um, they played the Warriors and beat them at Oracle, one fifteen to one oh seven. That was that's another that's, good win. That's a very good win. And then they end up falling to the Lakers Which at LA, one thirteen to ninety three. That's a bad loss. So next week we have a pretty, a pretty easy schedule. Uh, we play mm, the four and four Bucks. Mediocre. Uh, all of them at home too. So oh well. I guess, I guess that's coincidental because the Red Wings are away for three games, yeah, and, and then, then we're out. Yeah, home. because of they, they, they play at the same, the same stadium. So that makes sense. It's definitely going to line up throughout the year. Okay, so so they play the Bucks, which are 4-4 four and four right now. They play the Kings, 1-7, and seven, and they play the Pacers, who are 5-3. and three. Obviously, I'll say they go 2-1. 2-1. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, 2-1. Or 2-1. I might see him losing to Sacramento based on – this is what I think. The Kings have – I feel like they just – the Pistons have lost all the games that they should win, and they win all the games they should lose. It's weird yeah. because, like, I felt like they totally should have lost to the Warriors, but here they are up on top. Same with the Clippers, and then, bam, the Lakers. I mean, obviously the Lakers aren't as bad as they were last year, but they're the Lakers, you know. It's. Um, I think – I think they beat the Kings and the Pacers. Um, yeah, I think Bucks they, games tomorrow. I think they. That's going to be a tough game. They. I. I don't think they have. You know, with with NBA, a star player can really change the game. And then Ante Tacumpo. <laughs> that star is Giannis Ante Tacumpo. He's definitely. He's been going off the past few years, but this year it seems like he's almost peaking. This and is. This if, is MVP. He keeps rising. This is an MVP season. Yeah, and he's definitely making a push to it. I don't think the Pistons. The Pistons don't have that star player. They have Andre Drummond. But Andre Drummond can't guard those star small forwards like LeBron, Kawhi, Ante DeCumpo, all those guys that can just drop 40 in a game easily. Andre can't – he's not matched up against them. The Pistons really don't have a star player in the backcourt. Yes, they have Reggie Jackson. Yes, they have and Tobias Harris. But they that doesn't – well Pope. But, I mean, those guys aren't superstars. They're probably – they're well not them known. Anymore. It's it, just they play, I think, good all-around basketball, and they're finally – I think they're finally starting to click on, you know, playing team basketball. They're starting to somehow get wins off, you know, mediocre teams. So I think what the Pistons are doing is trying to find that matchup on teams that they play. I think they're definitely exposing those teams, trying to work the ball around the the superstar and make teams use their full team. I think that's how they've been kind of winning, you know, and the Lakers, they might have had a problem because the Lakers really don't have that superstar on their team. No, they just have the young guys like Kuzma and so was, Lonzo and all of them. It was mediocre versus mediocre. And, I mean, going up against that matchup, maybe the Pistons were kind of used to, you know, taking out a superstar and making a team focus on its weaker points. And, I mean, the Lakers don't really have a weaker point. They're just kind of all below subpar. And with the NBA, it can go one way or the other. You make – you shoot every team shoots about forty percent. That's not high as it is, and so I mean it can go. It can easily bounce to one team. So I mean they can go two and one, but the margin of error in NBA, the Pistons could go three and zero oh or zero oh and three. Exactly, but this is this this is where the thing is though. I feel like Detroit's major or their biggest weak spot is their faith in Andre Drummond. Obviously, he can you know show up every night. He's any night he wants to, basically. You know, he's averaging 12 points a game, 14 rebounds. He's actually tied for fifth in the league in steals, which is mind-blowing to me. It's, it's mind-blowing to me, the fact that he has 2.1 steals. Stat. He has 2.1 steals per game, but, you know, whatever. 
but that's the thing is like once his morale gets low like if they they're if they get in a situation that you know obviously not as bad as philadelphia was but like if they get into any sort of situation like that drummond's morale is going to be dead last he's going to he will tear this team apart i honestly that's that's like a scary thing for me because like when he doesn't want to play like obviously when they played uh the 76ers this year Joel Embiid ripped him apart he had like 30 points nine rebounds Drummond had like you know 12 boards obviously but he had like nine points or something he just literally ripped him to shreds and he just gave up I think that's what the Pistons lack is leadership is that they don't have that voice they don't have you know Andre Drummond is our star but he doesn't have a voice in the league you know see like Reggie Jackson could be that guy and he's shown to us that he can be that guy to me, he's still the backup to Russell Westbrook. He still feels like that backup player to Russell Westbrook whenever they had him a year ago or, you know, a couple years ago. He just feels like that's what he feels like to me. Yeah, I don't know. He's it's like, like he's, he's not an all-star, but yeah. he's like he's still good. It's just he's not he's not an all-star high-caliber player. He'll always just be seen as a backup in my eyes. I don't So, the Pistons are kind of on and off this season. You know, win-loss, win-loss, win-win-win-loss so far. So, I mean, they're atop of the East. You know, they're like third in the East, I think, right now. And, I mean, it's just kind of a – it's the very, very early stages of the season. But, you know, again, inconsistency with, you know, Detroit Red Wings and Detroit Pistons. It's kind of a problem. I think the Pistons always skid. They're like, yes, playoff run time, let's go. And then, boom. Hit the playoffs, done. Eight-game losing streak, and then it's just, oh, the Pistons have been eliminated. So what they have to do is they have to close out this season, and I think they can be a playoff team. I think they they, just close it out. I think they can stay eighth seed like they were last year. I think they can probably pull it off because, honestly, what we're looking at right now, the Magic are in second place. Well, they're tied for first in the East. That The whole whole league is up for grabs on the Eastern Conference. So – Hopefully, pray for the Pistons. And coming up next, we'll be talking some football. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was .5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. Stay tuned to 91.9 to hear trending music and more broadcasting live from Port Huron Northern High School. We're back. Hello. Oh, gosh. Okay. What? What What was that? What? I just just burped. Sorry. I said, oh, gosh. Yeah, sorry. I was thirsty. Okay. Pull your keyboard up. We're going to do our first real segment using the keyboard. All right. Okay. 
You know, we never pressed those buttons enough. We pressed applause for Andrew earlier. Let's let's try to incorporate it. Let's not forget about it. We seriously do this every single day. You can catch me and Tim on air in fifth hour. We're usually doing some stupid talk beds, some fun games. Today was interesting. You yeah. guys should still check us out, though. It's pretty. So, yeah, it's a good on, time. We're, we're on from about 12, 1225 till about 125. And our our talk beds are usually towards, you know, 1 o'clock, 125. So, and we definitely have fun with those. And, you know, you can catch us say some pretty dumb things and not talk about constant sports all the time. And, yeah, I'd just be sure to listen to the station throughout the day, you know. I mean, I, I, I've, I've started liking our music more. Yeah, it gets better and better. I mean, obviously, sometimes we... We, we lack it a little bit. We we get caught behind. We don't get caught in the trends very much. But we still we play good hits here and there. And then, you know, sometimes on the occasional day, we'll do a throwback hour. So, I mean, if you guys got any songs that you want to hear ever, you know, you can always call us. I'm not going to give you guys the number because, you know. Hey, but um, whatever. on an exciting note, we are going to get a new mixing word soon. And you will be able to call in. You know, anytime, but especially especially the during the show. This is this is why we're doing it. And for sure, we're definitely trying to get it up on every single Thursday. We've kind of had some hiccups through the last one. We haven't even done a show since October. Last week was a little rough. So we're definitely going to try to get it going. But yeah, we'll definitely you know be saying our phone number a lot, and when you you know can call us, you know, and say whatever you want really, and. I almost kind of wish we had more time. You know, they always say, like, ticket text and stuff. You know, that could take a lot of time. But, hey, um, you know, it could be kind of a big thing, and it definitely could be something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited cool. to hear no, it'd be so know, feedback. Honestly, I'm and we might excited. And we might have to give a little more time for people to actually talk about stuff and be more open-ended and discussion-based. And, hey. I'm completely open to doing that. That's less work for me. We could talk. Honestly, I could sit here for two hours a day. And just talk. And just talk. So, like, honestly, if you guys had anything else to talk about, you know, feel I mean, f- you'd feel free. Sucks. It kind of sucks because we haven't done a show since October. So it's like a broad update. But when we start doing these weekly, we're going to be talking about Pistons games. We're going to be, like, breaking down, like, matchups. We're going to be talking about the team and what we think about the team and, like, what's changed in the past week. Like, we're not going to be do- doing this huge things and then – like each Sunday football game, we'll be talking about that in the upcoming game. So I'm yeah, so like if you got anything to say about you know upcoming players, who to watch, who you think is you know who it's gonna be who's current. Not. That's yeah, what I like. yeah, exactly. We're gonna be talking about things that are going on that day. And so like if you got anything you want to talk about, you know, feel free and you know we'll we'll have a educated conversation with you, and it'll be over there. So like you know you get to hear yourself. Other people can hear you, and. It's going to go back onto our, our Google Play thing. But, you know, if you say anything stupid, we're just going to cut it out. And then, yeah. so, yeah, just don't do that. It's not cool. Okay, no we'll one thinks you're funny. We'll definitely have to, you know, keep it clean. Keep it we PG. Can, yeah, we can keep it PG. But, yeah, I mean, no, I can right. tell Tim to shut up sometimes. Yeah, but we got a button for that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, last week for the Lions football they played the Steelers, and overall they outplayed them, but they just couldn't finish. Uh, Matthew Stafford didn't turn the ball over. The Lions played good enough to win. The thing is they just couldn't convert. Fourth and one on the goal line, Stafford gets sacked. Another fourth down conversion in the red zone went wrong in the fourth. Another turnover on downs. Lions are a good football team, but they've 
They have known they've lost their last three. They are on a three-game losing streak now, and they need to get a win soon, or they really have no shot at the playoffs. It's week eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's week eight or week nine, because uh, the Lions had their the Lions had their bye, and they're three and four. That's seven. They had their bye wait eight. So yeah, it's week nine, and the Lions have been hit with the injury bug pretty recently. They're having to rotate through some linebackers, and also their offensive line has been hit pretty bad. And they had their third string left tackle play the game on Sunday night <laughs> against the Steelers. Okay. So we'll talk about that a little more. The final score was 22-15 Steelers. The Lions had all field goals, five field goals. <laughs> oh and that's what happened is that when we went for it on fourth and one on the goal line, we could have just kicked a field goal. And then you look down the game and you see that we made it to the red zone again. If we were to just kick those two field goals – it would have ended up being 20, 21 to 20 would have been the final score, and we would have won. But, I mean, if you're Jim Caldwell, why would you kick a field goal again? Like, you want to get a touchdown. That was interesting. I didn't, I didn't really like that. Like that. I mean, we could have just went for points, but I feel like, you know, sooner or later we got to punch it in the end zone. We've kicked five field goals. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if you're Jim Caldwell, I definitely don't blame your call. I definitely don't blame the playing call for that. I mean, you should be able to punch it in on the one-yard line. Um, but, I mean, we just got to move past this game. I think the big the big play of the game, you know, it was a close game, 20-15, to 15, still a one-score game, still a touchdown. Um, but uh, the young guy, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think is his name, He uh, he's 20 years old, and he's the first 20-year-old ever to score four touchdowns before he's 21. Honestly, congratulations maybe, to him. Yeah, maybe he's 19. Maybe he's before 20. I'm not sure, but he's either 19 or 20. Caught a 97-yard touchdown pass. I think that was just the turnaround point of the game, and that was in the second half. I think that was just the turnaround point of the game of where it was like that's the big play that's going to happen in the game, and unless the Red or unless the uh, Lions, excuse me, score – you know, unless they put it in the back of the end zone, there's nothing they can do now because enough field goals isn't going to add up. Honestly, if they kicked a field goal, I'll bet you the Steelers probably would have went down and kicked another. They could have kicked a field goal and just kept ahead. But the Lions need to punch it in. And like I said before, I definitely don't blame them on that play call. They should have been able to punch it in on the one-yard line, but they don't have a power running back. So it's just kind of disappointing for Lions fans. They've been in every game they've lost. It's just they can't, you know, convert at the end. They can't make those fourth downs. They can't make those key throws. And Stafford played a good game, threw for over 400 yards, no turnovers, but just those turnover on downs, you know, those will kill you, especially in the red zone. Lions play the Packers next week, which is a huge optimistic game for the Lions. Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, and Brett Hundley is underperforming, and it's the perfect opportunity for the Lions to get back on track and start chasing down Minnesota for a division lead. Packers without Aaron Rodgers are not good one bit. Their defense manages, but their offense just isn't the same. And obviously, I think the Lions will shut them down. It comes down to the question, can the Lions convert? I think they can. This game is going if, – if they can, this game is definitely going – against a significantly weaker team and having a lot of pressure riding onto this game. It's a rivalry game, so don't count the Packers out. But I think this game, the Lions should dominate. It's Against Detroit, it's the Lions we were talking about. Don't be surprised if we lose out of the rest of the season due to some guys in pinstripes and just pure Detroit Lions curse, I guess you could call it. 
Yeah, I I really, you know, Aaron Rodgers being out is definitely a huge hit to the Packers, and they're definitely not the same team. But I, I think the Lions could win. You know, I think it's a huge way to end that three-game losing streak. You know, every game matters in the NFL. There's only 16 games you play. And so losing three can push you out of the playoffs, but hopefully the Lions can come back this week. Monday Night Football, primetime game. And, hey, you know, if they can get the win here, it's a big rivalry game. We'll go 2-0 and against the Packers. No, we haven't played the Packers before. That was the Vikings, I think. Yeah. Um, so, well, you know, we'll beat the Packers at Lambeau, which is huge enough. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's a big optimistic game. It's a big swing for the Lions if they win this one, which they should, at least in my personal yeah, opinion. No, they, they should definitely. Obviously, when you have a star quarterback and he's out for the season, obviously you should be able to at least do something through it. Yeah, and the Lions' defense is good enough to hold an underperforming quarterback to, you know, less of points. And it's just the Lions that would – they would be the team to lose this game. And sometimes it comes down to the refs, you know, the people, the guys in pinstripes, you know, they can always ruin a game for you. And, you know, they've done that to plenty of games this season. (laughs) If it comes down to plenty of games forever. (laughs) If it comes down to a play – you never know what could happen. So what I think the Lions need to do is dominate. They don't need to – they've been winning close games. They don't need to do that. They need to prove that they are the superior team, and they need to just go out, start early, start scoring early, they just, need and to just execute. don't slow down. Just execute. They just have to do it. They just have to finish it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It shouldn't even be a close game. It should just be – the Lions should roll over the Packers' defense, and the Packers shouldn't be able to get anything going on offense because – it's like it's like the Tom Brady and the Patriots. If Tom Brady went out, they wouldn't be that good. I mean, especially since they just got rid of their backup quarterback and now he's in San Francisco. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, without Tom Brady, there's not there's not a star on that offense. It's Tom Brady. He makes people stars. And that's the same thing with, you know, Aaron Rodgers. No one probably would have heard of Jordy Nelson because Jordy Nelson's okay. There's nothing physically spectacular about him. He's not super strong. He's not super fast. He's not super tall. But the thing is, him and Rodgers have such a good connection, and Rodgers is always rolling out on the move, and Jordy Nelson kind of moves with him. And he's just not the same player without Aaron Rodgers, and that whole offense really isn't the same. And the Packers have been struggling to get a run game, so it's not even like they can rely on that when Rodgers is gone. So they really need a quarterback, and now he's done for the season. So uh, the Lions... You know, should fans be all right with this Lions team? I'll ask you that question. Should should the fans be, you know, okay with a three-game losing streak, three and four, heading into week nine? I honestly think they should be fine with that. It's not like we're a bad team. Obviously, we have some unlucky breaks here and there. For but sure. it's not – we're not bad. We're doing fine, honestly. It's Obviously, three-game losing streak is more than enough. It's way too much, but – you can't blame them for, you know, losing the close games here and there. And, like, all of them have been, like, close close losses. But, obviously, once they're able to just – if they can just convert one extra time per game, then, obviously, we're going to go on an upswing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Definitely a game changer. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think fans should be okay. It's, you know, it kind of sucks that we've been hit by the injury bug. But the thing is you can't control that. And that's what, you know, I think that's what you're kind of leading into is that the fans shouldn't be mad because the Lions are losing because of stuff that we can't control. Yeah. The players, the players are doing all that they can. 
we're not super underperforming. We're staying with these teams. So, you know, it's, it's you know, it's whatever, you know. you got to brush it off and just try to, you know, get back into that playoff push. And that leads kind of into my next question. Do you think the Lions can be a playoff team? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, they're, they they have a chance to even probably win the division. It's just it's just uh, Minnesota, right? That's Minnesota's the only team above them. Two. Yeah. Well, I think they can do it. I think they have the, the possibility. And they of being beat able Minnesota. To. Yeah, exactly. Previously, and they yeah. go against them on Thanksgiving. It's our Thanksgiving Day game. There you so, go. <laughs> kind of extra motivation to beat them again. But no, I think I think almost the only way the Lions will make the playoffs is that if they win their division. I mean, the wild card spot in any sport is kind of a weird spot, and it's definitely kind of harder to battle out because you're battling so many teams for it. So I think the Lions would have a the best shot at making the playoffs at winning the division because Minnesota's not that great. You know, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, they have an off game. You know, it could be bad for them. I saw, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is apparently coming back off an injury. And, I mean, he's never been that great either. But the thing is, you know, you just got to hope that they – I mean, <laughs> you can't rely on hoping that teams lose. But, you know, Minnesota's got to start losing sometime, and we got to start winning. Hopefully maybe Minnesota can go on their three-game losing streak on their own. And, you know, that'll – you know Definitely be a game changer if that yeah. happens. <laughs> But the Lions have just got to start winning, and that's where it's got to start at. We can focus on, you know, other teams losing another day, but we just got to start winning right now. Um, so do you think the Lions even seem like they're 3-4? and four? Honestly, no. I didn't think they were, like, prior to looking at the record. I honestly didn't think they were 3-4. and four. They had such a hot start, or what seemed like at least a hot start. And then, obviously, you hear about all these games where, like, they're super close but you don't know if they win or lose. And then you see that, you know, they lost. And, you know, here we are, three and four. So, like, I I don't know. I honestly, it didn't feel like they were three and four to me. They're a good team. They play fine. Like, you know, they play well. But obviously they just got hit with some unlucky breaks here and there. You know, it happens. But, oh, well. Yeah, it definitely does happen. And our first loss if I remember, I got to look up what button to press. But their first loss was against the Atlanta Falcons off a call. And I'll press a certain button for that, what Lions fans all sounded like. Oh, you it's not click going yet. All right. There we go. <laughs> That's what a lot of you guys sounded like after we lost that close call against Atlanta. And that's kind of what started, you know, why the Lions aren't undefeated anymore. You know, I think we were like 2-0 and or 3-0 and at that point. Just yeah, we were, we were 2-0, and and we lost to the Falcons. And it was just a game-time decision. And, of course, of course it would happen against the Lions. But you know what? It was a fair call. It wasn't a rule that they had to make up. So, no. I mean, it's, it's close games, but that's the thing. We wouldn't be mad if we were dominating teams like that, you know? We wouldn't be so mad if we could just win a game significantly and not be in those one-possession games where a call makes up the game, a big play makes up the game. You know, Lions fans wouldn't be mad. So the thing is, you just gotta, we just got to start crushing teams. And I hate that stat. We're like, oh, the Lions have came back the most and won. Like, no, we shouldn't be coming back. That just kind of shows that our team's weak throughout the whole game. That's definitely not what you want from a playoff team. Because you definitely want to be dominating games if you're going into the playoffs. But 
Anyway, that kind of wraps it up. We're for our show. just about reaching the end here. Um, this is going to be, you know, my first time uploading. I, I won't be uploading the playlist today because we fixed it so that there's no buzzing in the background. Um, episode one is up. Episode two will be up tomorrow. And Hopefully that's around, around about, mm, say, like 9 o'clock, 8, 8.30 in the morning. Andrew said he could do it second hour, so that's will be around that time. And, yeah, so that's going to be on Google Play, Google Play Apple iTunes. Podcasts, you know. Mm-hmm. Those and two. just search up Felix and Tim Sports Show. We should pop right up. Uh, and, you know, subscribe. Um, get notifications to when we post our shows because uh, it should be the same. We should upload them right after we finish. But, you know, that might not be the case sometimes. So you'll get that notification when we do upload. Um, but, yeah, definitely stay tuned. Subscribe if you can. You know, uh, follow our podcast, whatever it is. Check us out on Simple called. Radio. You can listen to us live there. You can listen to our whole station live from there. Mm-hmm. That's Simple Radio by Streama. You can download that on iTunes, Google Play, I'm pretty sure, too. Mm-hmm. Check us out on, you know, social media. And be sure just to stay tuned. You know, every Tuesday after school or Thursday after school from 3 to 4. Um, not after school for everyone, but, you know, hopefully. At least for us. We'll be so after you're getting school out for of us. work, hey, at like 3. You're going at like 7 in the morning. You get out of work at 3. Turn us on when you're driving home from work, say, and if there's any way you can keep us on, you know, we'd love to have you for the whole show. And, hey, when we get this new mixing board, hey, you can call in. and Yeah, feel free. Call us in. Yeah. It'll be so, fun. Yeah, hopefully, you know, we keep renovating and trying to do different things for you guys here. Uh, you know, not just on the show, but on the station. And hopefully, you know, this whole new mixing board thing, you know, whenever we get that, hopefully that opens up new opportunities. But thank you f- to all the Wave listeners for tuning in. Um, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, and we definitely can't wait to hear from you. You know, if differing opinions, hey, that's the world of sports. That's that's, that's what we live for. That's That's how we keep our show going. Yeah, we just argue with each other. So, you know, definitely, you know, appreciate your support. Appreciate you guys listening to however many it is. And, you know, keep it here every Thursday, 3 to 4. And we should have a schedule up on our Weebly. Our Weebly at is wrwfm.weebly.com. Be sure to check that out. Come up uh, with the latest news here around the station. But, yeah, you know, be Thanks. sure to keep it here and, you know, keep listening all hours of the day, every day, as much as you can. See ya. See you at the next time. The Wave, W-O-R-W, in Port Huron, and on the web at w-o-r-w-f-m.weebly.com. This hour of radio has been brought to you by Griffin.